Um, I felt I should teach a series on faith. I did a four-week series in the summer of 2009 on the subject. And you're going, oh, yeah, that's a long time ago. And I remember what I said, but you probably don't, but never mind. So uh, these aren't the same sermons. If they're new ones, I'm going to quote myself once this morning. But uh, before we turn to that, let's pray together. Let's ask the Lord's help. And we thank you, Father, for, first of all, for the life of Prince Philip, Jacob Edinburgh. We thank you for the testimony of senior Anglican bishops, that he was a man of deep and sincere Christian faith. We rejoice in that news. And we accept it. He may not be our flavor of Christian, but we're not worried about that. If you knew him as your own Lord, we are gladly releasing him into your hands at this time. We pray for the Queen and all the royal family as they very quickly process into the uh, chapel at Windsor and have to deal with the funeral, perhaps even during the latter part of this week. Help them, Lord, we pray. This dear Queen of ours, comfort and strengthen her in her Christian faith too at this time. Now we turn to your word, Lord, and we do with humility, for we come to hear what you have to say. And may we discern this morning through the things I say, the things that God is actually saying to every one of us, and that we need to believe and receive and act upon, that Jesus may be glorified. Amen. Amen. Faith, faith. Now there's a lot that many people have to say about faith, but there's a lot that is said that I think is not at all according to the truth of Scripture. In fact, most of what you find online under the word faith, whether it's websites or images or whatever else, is a long way off from what Scripture actually teaches us. There's even a movement called the Word of Faith movement, which I will plainly say before you today, believes, I believe, teaches error on this matter. You can find false teaching on faith everywhere. There's a, there's a saying that's been around for over 100 years, that a lie travels around the globe while the truth is only getting its shoes on. That's even more true in this internet age. So I need to teach the truth about faith so you get it, so you hear it, so we don't let the the nonsense out there crowd in on you. Some people talk about faith as if it's a power that makes things happen. There's another word for that. It's called magic. All right? That's the definition of magic. There's a power that you use to make something happen. And if you take anything that someone says about faith... And you think, I'm not sure about that. Put the word magic instead and see if that works. Ah! Don't touch that one. When Moses performed signs as the Lord had told him, and by the authority God had given him and did what God had told him to do, some of those signs were mimicked by the Egyptian sorcerers. And magic is that human use of power which is not from God. So such talk of faith as a power misses something very basic. It is this. Faith is always Godward. It's not focused on an end. It's not focused on itself. It focuses on God. He is the one who has the authority to make something happen. And he can communicate that to us. He can communicate faith to us so that we speak what he's told us to speak and do what he told us to do. But it's his power. And it's never ours. Faith in Scripture is a kind of shorthand for something a bit longer. It's really this. Faith in God through Jesus' Son by the Holy Spirit, and I could add, because I'll add it later, according to his truth. Faith is based on truth, Scripture. It's, on, it's faith in God through Jesus' Son, whom he set forward to us as a Savior, and empowered, equipped by the Holy Spirit. 
That's the definition of faith. By the way, when we look up words, don't look up a dictionary. Dictionaries may have it a bit right, but they'll have some of it wrong. When the Bible gives us a word, we need to figure out what the Bible means by that word, not what the English dictionary means by that word, okay? Because English changes. How, do, how many of you know that the word gay and all sorts of things have a different meaning over time? All right? King James Bible says if someone comes into your church in gay clothing. And we all go, what, 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 what are you talking about? Because the word has changed. All right? So, here's a text, major text for this morning. Habakkuk 2 verse 4 is quoted three times in the New Testament by Paul. The just shall live, and one version says very helpfully, by his faith. The just shall live by faith. Now that phrase was taken up by Luther and other reformers from around the start of the 1500s. Justification by faith. In other words, someone is saved through not through keeping the law or human traditions or church traditions, but by trusting in Jesus alone. Amen. Amen. That's true. That's true indeed. But that is not all that Scripture is saying there. The person who is justified, who's coming to right relationship with God through faith in Jesus, now continues to live by faith. It's a way of life. The justified person lives by faith. Now, Abraham is an example of that. He was a pagan, an unbeliever, and lived in a completely pagan society. But God spoke to him, and he came to know God through faith. Let me repeat just a bit of what I said back in 2009 just here. Here's what happened, because I thought this is well written, so I won't try and write it again. Here's what happened. God spoke to Abraham. Abraham obeyed God. God spoke again to Abraham, made him promises. Abraham believed God and continued to walk before him, and God spoke to again to Abraham, and he continued on doing what God told him to do. Do you get the picture? It's a principle. Faith is the relationship between God and us. Faith always starts with God speaking, revealing himself to us, which is done through Jesus. Faith then is our response of trust and obedience to God, sometimes just trusting him for things which are not going to happen for a very long time, but nevertheless we are trusting him. The whole process continues, in fact becomes a way of life. That is what the Bible means by faith. It describes a God-connected, God-centered relationship and lifestyle. And we continue to live by faith by continuing faith. It's the way we live, and we keep on living that way. Since faith, and faith is then seen in behavior that we can identify, like trust, dependence, obedience, prayer, confession. In other words, we speak the truth out about things. But I want to give you an even better example than Abraham as our example of living by faith. My example I want to take is the Lord Jesus himself. He's our teacher of faith and the preeminent example of faith. The just shall live by faith and that is just what Jesus did. The Lord Jesus submitted himself to become man. Philippians 2. And as man to do what man was made to do, to know God to trust, obey, and depend upon God. That is how Jesus describes his way of life himself. That's how he talks about himself, particularly in John's Gospel. Listen to a few statements that Jesus makes. John 5. Assuredly, I say to you, the Son of Man does nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, whatever he does, the Father does the same. The Son does the same, sorry. I see what the Father is doing, or, you know, is wanting to do, and I do the same. 
Then he says, I do nothing uh, of myself. He says, as I hear, I judge. My judgment is right because I do not seek my own will, but the will of my Father who sent me. Then again in John 8, I speak what I have seen with my Father. That's an interesting expression. I speak what I've seen with my Father. And then John 12, I don't speak on my own authority. My Father gave me command, what I should say and what I should speak or how I should say it. Whatever I speak, it's what the Father's told me, he says. And then he says, uh, speaking to Philip, have I been so long with you and you've not known me, Philip? He's seen me and seen the Father. How can you say to me, see the Father? Um, Jesus did what the Father showed him and spoke what the Father told him. Now that is a very good definition of living by faith. Living in obedience. You do what the Father shows you and tells you, and you speak what he tells you. When you're going into a difficult conversation with somebody, say, how do I handle this, Lord? What do I say? And what comes to mind by the help of the Holy Spirit is what you go with. Living by faith. It's faith in towards God. There's a list in Hebrews 6 of foundations of Christian faith. The foundations of Christian life. And, the one, of the, and one of the mentions straight after repentance from works that lead to death is this faith towards God. It doesn't say just faith. It says faith towards God. In the days leading up to, his, to the cross, Jesus cursed a fig tree and it withered. The disciples didn't, didn't ask him, why did you do that? That would have been a very good question. They asked him the question that rose in their minds, which was, how did you do that? He spoke to a fig tree and it withered. Now Jesus answered, many will say, by faith. That's not exactly what Jesus said. Here it is, Matthew and then in Mark. Jesus answered them, Assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you'll not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Hmm. Mark. Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Remember the question was, how did you wither the fig tree? Why did it wither when you said that? And Jesus answers them, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that these things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you ask, things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Jesus believed the Father when he spoke to the fig tree. And I would even suggest the Father had told Jesus to do it when Jesus was praying, probably the night before. Remember, he did what the Father showed him, and he spoke what the Father told him. Where did he receive those instructions? When he was alone with the Father, when he was praying. So Jesus, in both those accounts, mentions, alongside that thing about faith, what else does he mention? Prayer. Prayer. Faith is towards God. And before there's any saying in faith, there is praying in faith. That's where we get what God wants to do. That's where we hear the words God wants us to say, prophetically even, right? So it isn't that we sum up in our own minds, what do I want to happen? I'm going to decree and declare it. No. We seek the Lord for what does he want to say about this? And then we declare that, believingly. We do not faith, have faith in our own power, but God's power. Not in our words, but his words. And 
if this mountain is to be moved, then we need to come to a settled conviction that God wants the mountain to be moved, and we'll do and say whatever he tells us and to do or to say, so that it is, right? But God wants it moved, not just we've, we've imagined this mountain moving, I'm going to show off and make it happen. No, that isn't it. Here's a good quotation I tracked it down from a source. It's by a guy called Ronald Dunn who wrote a whole book about the faith crisis, about wrong teaching about prayer. Really. Faith is not a means of getting man's will done in heaven. It is the means of getting God's will done on earth. Faith does not put God at our beck and call. Somebody once said, like the cosmic slot machine. Rather, it puts us at his It's faith in and through Jesus, all right? Look at this, John 14, ESV today. Usually I'm KJV, uh, NKJV, sorry. This is ESV. Let all your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Did you get what Jesus did there? Believe in God the same way that you believe in God, believe in me. Jesus claims the same faith, trust, and obedience that belongs to God himself because Christ Jesus is given to us as the eternal Son of God, as the face of God and the image of God. We don't approach God except through the Son. We're not received and accepted by heaven except through Jesus. No one comes to the Father but through him. Faith never bypasses Jesus. He is always and in every way our door, our way, our access to the Father. Faith isn't another route that you take instead of Jesus. Our prayers are presented and heard through Jesus and heaven's answers and help are sent by him to us. And it's faith by the Holy Spirit. Let me read this to you. Jesus speaking to the Samaritan woman in John 4. But the hour is coming and now is. Notice that Jesus says it's happening now. It started now. When the true worshippers, not in Jerusalem, not in Samaria, not in Rome, whatever, the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit, capital S it should be, and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Faith does not begin by doing something in us. Well, I'm going to start to believe. Here I go. No, no, no. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to give us faith, to make us believe, to bring us to to new birth. Jesus, the Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus, God the Son, who brings us to the Father. Jesus talked about being reborn by the Spirit, born of God, born from above in John 3. There are three different ways that he says it. Born from, again, born from above, born of the Spirit. That's the beginning of faith. We're brought out of a night of darkness into light. We move from death to life. We, 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 we now see and hear and are alive towards God because the Holy Spirit has done that. God becomes to us the living God and our Father in heaven. And how we start is how we continue through the help and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're led by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit, which will always be in accordance to this, his inspired word. The Holy Spirit's never going to decree decree or state something contrary to his own inspired word. All right? So don't think we can go off on a tangent. And I know it's not in the Bible, but the Holy Spirit will equip us for every part of life, not just for Sunday stuff, not just for religious stuff, for life, every bit of life. So this life of faith is life in the Spirit. And it's life 
faith based on truth. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit, in the spirit, by the help of the Holy Spirit, and by the Spirit's truth, the one that he's given us already. He's God's word to us. Faith in God connects us to his word, the scriptures. How many of you tried to read the Bible some point in history, but when you became a born-again believer, when the Holy Spirit began to work in you, suddenly you wanted to pick it up and you began to understand? Quick vote. Anybody? It became alive to you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, who's breathed this into being, was teaching you and helping you. Faith based upon truth. We believe the Bible because it is God's word. What is clearly taught in Scripture is essential to our faith. What is not clearly taught in Scripture is non-essential, and you can ditch it. All right? You can check that out. We, believe, we live by faith, and we live not just by the food we, we consume, and I'm looking forward to lunch later on, like many of us, but that, that's got you distracted now, hasn't it? Jesus says, man will not live by Sunday lunch alone, to paraphrase him, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We live by consuming truth, feeding upon it. The way to grow and be healthy naturally is to eat, to exercise, and to rest. Is that right? Uh, any medics in the house? Anybody want to add to that? Okay. To eat, to exercise, and to rest. The way to grow and be healthy as a Christian believer is to read and believe God's word, to act upon it, and to rest upon his truth and his promises. In other words, what you can't change, you rest and trust in him. So here's the summary. We're talking about faith, and faith is faith in God. It doesn't stand alone, it's not just faith. It's faith in God, through Jesus' Son, by the Holy Spirit, based on his truth. We don't believe in just the force of nature. Isn't it interesting how atheists can talk about nature as if it's like a god somehow? But the wisdom, we trust in the wisdom and authority of God, the creator. We don't just submit to blind fate. And it's a problem if you're Irish because faith and fate are pronounced the same way. But never mind. We don't believe in blind fate, but to God who sees and judges all. We endure trials and troubles of life because we are seeing, says Hebrews, him who is invisible. Okay, that's not an image on our retina, but it's an image in our heart. We're seeing our loving Father who is going to take us through these, these, these situations. We believe he's the living God. We relate to him through faith. The whole life of a Christian is this life of faith. The just will live by faith. It's not a portion of life. It's not a section for Christianity and religion. It's not a recreation, a pastime. It's not a private conviction. We closed last Sunday, Easter Sunday, by saying this. Jesus is alive. Jesus is life. Let me add today to that. If Jesus is alive, then faith is our way of life. It's not an either or, it's not an if or a maybe. If Jesus is alive, the only reasonable way to live is by faith in him. How have you come? Have you come to this faith, to know God through Jesus' Son? I don't want you to spend one more week waiting for faith to be yours. Why don't you just go to him and ask for it today? Ask him, Lord Jesus, bring me to a living faith, a relationship with God through you and by the Holy Spirit, a relationship of trust, obedience, and dependence upon you. I ask it because you you died, died for me and rose again. Pray a prayer like that. Christian, faith 
is not how we just enter into eternal life and, you know, have an eternal reward ahead of us. It's how we live every day of our lives, every moment. We live by faith. The justified people will live by their faith. It's Godward. It looks to Him. It listens to Him. Looks for what He's doing. Looks for what opportunities, what doors He's opening is the expression we use, isn't it? And moves into them, having prayed about it and spoken about it. With conviction, we act with conviction on what He showed us and what He's told us. That's how Jesus lived and that's how we can live. This life of faith. Trusting and obeying. Let's pray, then we're going to break bread together. And we will still sing. We, we, we started late. We'll finish a little late. That's all right. I just want to urge you, if you do not know this life of faith in Jesus, through Jesus, towards God, say a prayer from your heart right now, quietly as you like, but say it. Lord Jesus, Make a start of this new life in me, I pray. I give my life over to you. I want to live a new way, trusting you, listening to you, watching what you're doing, obeying and depending upon you. May the Lord hear that prayer. Christian, you're a believer. We need to be fed in faith. We need to be stirred in faith. We need to exercise faith. We need to act upon the things God says to us because that's how we grow.